Hey, is it Saturday yet? Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> A podcast presented by Student Union Sports. Hello and welcome into another episode of Is It Saturday? I'm your host, Luke Owens, joined alongside Andrew Diaz, Bryce Hopwood. We've got a playoff, boys. We have our four teams. It feels like everything has, you know, culminated into this moment. And we look, we have number one, Michigan, number two, Washington, number three, Texas, and number four, Alabama. As the great Andrew Diaz and I uh, had in our final four, it's over Big Hoppa. Did not agree. But boys, you know, how are we doing tonight? But also, how are we feeling about these uh, final fours? I I'm very conflicted. Um it's it's a it's a big debate today, obviously. Um look, I uh I don't think the committee got it right. Uh and you know, two things can be true, your belief in if they got it right and if these are the four best teams. I've heard a lot of arguments for a lot of things. I've heard people even say is Washington really the one of the top four best teams um, today? And I've heard some four point, you know, some fair points for and against that. Obviously, there's a lot of discourse today. We have politicians writing letters. Uh, you know, this thing is an absolute mess. Um, look, I understand why they did it. I, you know, it's it's like uh, it's like the girl taking back the cheating boyfriend, right? Like I, you know, I'm sorry. I feel like I did something wrong. Um, but hey, you know. We're here. We have we have four teams uh, who will play on January first for a uh, spot in the national title game. And on the contrary, I I've had multiple conversations today. I've had people ask like, "Oh, do you think they got the playoff right?" And I've, you know, oh, they, it's pretty much them asking like, "Oh, well, you obviously think Florida State should be in." And when I say, "Yeah, I think they got it right," they're I, I you know I've gotten into a few arguments where I've had to explain that I think Bama you know should be in and. Well, I, you know, if this were Notre Dame and they were undefeated and Hartman got hurt and they didn't get in, I would probably be sending death threats to the committee right now. Um, but, wow, I don't know. I, oh, I definitely, if, if this were Notre Dame, but like it's not. So I can kind of sit back and watch. I just think as fans, while Florida State probably should be in it's going to make for better games with them not being in with Bama playing Michigan and Washington playing Texas. I just think those are going to be the four, the two best games that we could have possibly asked for for this, and that's kind of what I want. I look, I I I understand where it's coming from. I obviously by Luke's intro, I I thought Florida State should have been in, um, and I've heard a couple a couple of the points. I mean, I guess we may as well dive into it, and I I think like I, I'm at peace as a as a college football fan of, of where we're sitting at. But I do think um, if the injury thing was such a big deal after Florida, I, this is something I heard and I agree with, that if the injury thing was such a big deal, like we already knew they, they should have been taking it into account last week, then why were they in the Final Four going into the ACC championship game to begin with? Because um, like clearly – the, the problem I have is, like, are we thinking that, like, Rodemaker was a game-time decision? I mean, I you know, it, it's obviously not Jordan Travis, but I, I don't think it's fair that Rodemaker going out and beating a SEC opponent is a lot better than um, Brock Glenn going out and beating Louisville um, in the ACC championship game, or, you know, as far as who is taking the snaps under center in the in the semifinal game. But to, to not just, like, the ACC championship wasn't fluky. Louisville was a top, what, 15? They were 14, right? Yeah, 14th um, at the last rankings uh, prior to the, the playoff for us, uh, being announced. So with, with that in mind, I, I do think it's unfair for that to be the case to go win, beat a top 15 team, and then be kicked out when they were, like, you know, pretty securely in there. I saw a really funny uh, tweet that was like, well, Michigan made the playoff, and they their quarterback doesn't throw the ball either, which I thought was pretty funny. And actually, people put the numbers side by side, and Florida State has run the ball better than Michigan since Travis got hurt, and they've also been pretty darn close in the uh, in the passing categories as well. So I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, 
this is kind of the lame answer and I feel like it's kind of become the mainstream answer, but it was my first thought, which is like, if I'm Florida State, I'm pissed off. Like, of course I'm pissed off. Like if, if, I, if my team went 13-0 and um, or if I was a player on the team or a coach, of course you're going to be ticked off because what more can you do? You want every single game on your schedule. Um, but with that being said, the committee's job is to select the four best teams. And I think that's where the argument gets more interesting because if that's the committee's job, you know, are these the four best teams? And I think what really threw a wrench into the equation was Texas beating Alabama because I think Georgia is a better team than Texas. Um, and Georgia, I think, I think Washington is the odd man out if you do the four best teams. Yeah. And I, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Defend your boys. I was going to make the argument. I was preparing this one all day that if you look at all of the teams that are in the playoff, the one with the best resume is easily Washington by the wins that they have under their belt this season. Twice versus Oregon, one at a neutral site, beat Arizona, beat USC, beat Utah, beat Oregon State. Like those are all legit wins that that's what, five or six? Michigan's beaten who? Penn State, Ohio State. Iowa, okay. LV. Yeah, like Rutgers. Um, Texas is beaten. They beat Bama. That's pro that's a great win. Outside of that, they lost to Oklahoma. And then Bama lost to Texas, has their SEC wins. I think of the four teams in the playoff, Washington has the best resume of of those four teams. I wonder, I do wonder how much like fuck it uh the committee had because um, you had you hadn't had excuse me, you hadn't had a one drop lower th- like out of the playoff right in the conference championship week to this point, and you also hadn't had somebody from six jump six or worse jump in. So part of me wonders if they're like, well, if we're just gonna, if we're going to do one, why not do both? You know, because that was kind of what was on the table, and I wonder. I'm, I'm sure it probably didn't. But I, but you know, even subconsciously, you're like, you know, how much just bucket was in it? I, I really, again, go back to Texas beating Alabama as one of the tougher things that happened because, say, Alabama beat Texas. Texas has two losses; they're out. Alabama is undefeated and probably, you know, one or two in the country at that point. So then, if Georgia loses close like they did to Bama. They probably both get in at that point. But because Texas beat Alabama, that win is on the resume. They had to put them in if they were putting Alabama in. So that kind of set forth a, a spiral of things that, you know, the committee couldn't really stop. I will also add that we did avoid another, you know, further doomsday uh, pillar falling with Washington beating Oregon. Because if that happened, then we're, you know, really splitting hairs of who should be in, who shouldn't be in. So, I do think that Texas game is like the the Texas Bama game is the biggest one that fell, but we, we did avoid a lot of ca- potential, a lot more potential chaos with this, um, even though there was a lot with it. Another debate I heard today was um, if there's there's so much emphasis being put on Texas Bama, but if the like if you're gonna do argue like resume or if you're gonna argue this that or the you know whatever side of the coin you want to argue. Why uh, Why is Michigan-Ohio State not being put on the same pedestal as the Texas-Bama? Um, obviously, we have the results of that. And I think the fair point that was made is, like, if you're going to talk resume, and we talked about Ohio State's resume at length, and I even defended it last week, um, and how many weeks ago now since since that game ended, um, that uh, what you know, Ohio State would probably be up there for one of the better resumes and that kind of stuff. And why, why is that game not getting as much play? Um, right, if we're talking like, because clearly now I feel like resume doesn't matter, which is the counterpoint, and that's fine. But if there's just so many different angles that you can take from these top six teams that I I feel like Georgia got screwed too, you know, and nobody I feel like nobody's talking about that either. Well, I don't think anyone's talking about it. And- you know, fair or not, it's just they decided Ohio State Michigan's an elimination game. It, I don't know if that's fair or not. I mean, it wasn't last year, but it's just they got to the point this year where there were so many teams that were in the mix towards the end, which to be honest, like we we said this was gonna be a chaotic year. I didn't even think it would end up being this chaotic. You know, I was like, okay, Florida State's gonna lose eventually. Um, you know, maybe, you know, another team catches another loss. Texas, I thought for sure would lose the second game. They never did. So I, I guess 
you know, hop in your scenario, if Ohio State's in, does that mean you just throw Texas out at that point? Because I know it's a thing and it's like, oh, like SEC bias, but like even for me sitting here, I have no ties to the SEC. Like not having the SEC champ in with one loss would feel weird to me, you know? And I feel like in that case, you know, Texas, Big 12 had a down year. Like Kansas State was decent, but, you know, Oklahoma fell off pretty hard. So again, like Texas kind of threw a wrench into everything, I feel. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, that's what's tough about this because like, we keep going back to the four best teams thing, which is what the point of the committee is. And it's hard to, you know, a lot of the analysis comes from where the rankings are the previous week, right before conference championship week. And then you go from the results there. But And like, if you're looking for the four best teams, right, the only thing that makes Texas better than Bama, than FSU, and then Georgia is the fact that Bama went on the tear and won the SEC. Otherwise, like, I mean, like you just laid out, you know, if that game gets flipped, um, or even if Bama loses two or three games, this isn't even a conversation and Florida State's probably in. Oh, yeah. No, not at all. So that's that's kind of the other half of this coin that is really funny. And like you said, there's just so much emphasis on Texas beating Bama. Um, and had Diaz been right and Alabama only wins four games, you know, this landscape looks a lot different. At the end of the day, no, I think, we, I think I said eight and four. I think I did say eight and four. I don't think I think they needed to lose four games. Either way, boy, boy, do I feel foolish about that one. Yeah, it's not, it's one of your worst picks. I, I th- race, man, Notre Dame. I felt so like, oh. good. I th- oh, if they win a natty this year, I might open my wrists, dude. Like that would be so bad to see Tommy Reese win a natty. I that would that would drive me to the end. But, I mean, look, like that's the biggest turnaround this year, right? Is Jalen Milrow finding himself and just. You know, looking at some of the numbers, just he has gotten so much better because they've really formed the offense around him. So, hey, Tommy Reese, all you want. He has really helped Milrow along. And, I mean, that game, I mean, you could see the big plays he made with his legs, with his arm. And I just, it's dumb, but I feel like this is one of Nick Saban's best jobs he's done. I mean, the, the fact that they lost that game so early, they knew they had no wiggle room. And every single week, they win those games. And then I look and I'm like, Man, if Auburn just played normal defense, normal prevent defense, not rush to QB spy, then they're not in this conversation. It's just when we watch these games, they I hate when people, you know, I hate the the idea that games don't matter because when we watch these games, it's like one little thing the other way. And we're talking about a completely different four teams and Alabama, they got some bounces this year and, you know, it, it helped them go to the go to the playoff where they're going to be the most experienced team. I was looking at the numbers like. They've played 13 playoff games. And I think the second, uh, uh, Michigan's played two. Obviously, Washington's played one, and Texas has never played one. So, I mean, sucks for Michigan for sure. But, like, this is a side tangent. I know we just said a lot, but, like, the the video of Michigan players reacting, like, sucks that it went viral for sure. Michigan fans are whining as if they wouldn't have had to beat Alabama anyways. Like, if Alabama is that good, they would have won their semifinal game. You would have played them the natty anyways. I know, you know, it's one more game you would have had to play, but, like, you would have had to be at Alabama anyways. I, well, that, was, that was a tough, overall just tough look because I also think they were expecting to play, you know, this, you know, downtrodden Florida State team that um, was maybe going to rock with their third-string quarterback in the game, and now they're getting probably, arguably the hottest team in college football right now in Bama. Like, they're just... Their momentum as of right now is at an all-time high. Um, so if all of them can stay healthy and they can get back to full health for the the playoff game, then there, there's a real shot. We see Bama win the natty, and that would be so disappointing to see. Bama played four one-score games this year, um, the SEC championship being one, Auburn the week before, and then there was the Texas A&M game um, and the Arkansas game. And I got to say, had – and this is selfish. This really is. So bear with me while I say it. Had they dropped any of those games, my Jalen Milrow Heisman 2024 odds would be so much better than what they're <laughs> going to be because I think Bama, I think he is. I think they are going to beat Michigan. And I think what's interesting about it is the Zach Zinter injury, which does, it, I mean, call me crazy, but you would think that. You know, if if we're talking resume here, right, which was the point of Ohio State being one in those first rankings, Diaz, you do you do make a great point about what Washington's resume is. Why I feel like the Zinter injury, him being the best lineman likely in the country, 
yep. uh, not being held against them. Why are they not like two in this case? And whether that helps or hurts, I mean, whatever. But I just think that's another I, layer that maybe I'm just too stupid and analyzing too much. But I get what I get what you're saying. But when you look at Florida State, doesn't have a player that's you know a quarter of Jordan Travis coming into the game. Michigan, while Zinter is maybe the Jared Verse disrespect is crazy from you. Who verse? No, no. I'm I think saying, he means. I think he means a quarterback. Oh, uh, okay. okay. I'm, saying, I'm saying a quarterback, like replacing okay. that position alone without well, Keon Coleman. Disrespect. Yeah, I was like, oh, like, no, no, no. That roster, dude. That defense is so good. I just feel so bad for those guys. And Jordan Travis, those tweets that he's oh. he's like clearly heartbroken. I feel so bad. Michigan's O line is just loaded. Like they they have guys. I know as good as Zinter is. They, I mean, there's an argument he's the first or second best O-lineman in the country, but that's an easier position to replace than your starting quarterback. So I, I do understand the discrepancy there a little bit. It's I know the argument you're making, but it is very it's different. It's just different. I it's I actually want to ask you guys this too. If this was a normal ACC year, right, where Clemson's a top ten team, you know, maybe Miami's ranked higher, things like that, and they beat Clemson because that could have happened in the new format in the ACC championship. Like, I feel like that maybe would have helped them because, like, Florida, you know, they beat Florida, who wasn't very good this year, so, like, that didn't really move the needle. I think Louisville was pretty fraud, to be completely honest. After they lost to Kentucky, I was like, they lost to Kentucky and Pitt. It's like, at some point, you just had a lot of schedule luck uh, going in your favor, but I wonder, would the committee have held so firm in that Florida State can't make it if they had shown you know, well, we beat a top 10 team in Clemson, you know, which feels a little bit more legit than Louisville. Well, the half of that argument is, like you said, I mean, uh, going out of your way to schedule two SEC opponents and one is on the road um, and one is on neutral site, neither of those are at home. Like, that bolsters the resume so much. And one was by three possessions. Um, Obviously, the other half of the Florida State resume thing too I, I guess not halves at this point where I like quarters or eighths but um that I think that's what frustrates me uh as far as what the committee's decision is is because like two SEC opponents versus you know Bama who they just who who was their cupcake two weeks ago right I mean like come on like this is ridiculous here that um which is why you know Florida State's strength of um was it strength of record or whatever in strength of the strength of schedule was brutal because of the ACC and not because of the non-con, uh, which, you know, you can't really help. Uh, but like you said, I mean, the Clemson losing, um, I did they fall out of the top 25 after that Duke loss? I'm going to try to pull it up, but like... I think they were 23 or 22. Yeah, oh yeah, they went from 9, lost to Duke, and then went for, to 25, so like... That's just a crazy situation, in my opinion. I, I think, too, with the Florida State thing, and again, I, I want to say I, I like the four that we have. Like, I'm sitting here so excited to watch these two games because we've had the worst semifinals, like, ever. And last year was the exception. You know, I feel like last year kind of clouded our judgment a little bit where it's like, oh, man, these games are awesome, right? Ohio State almost beats Georgia. TCU beats Michigan, an all-time classic. But, like, besides that, I think the point differential for the semis is, like, what was it, like 12, 13 points on average? Like, these have been some really bad games. Like, I can remember, like, Michigan State and Washington getting waxed in the first round. The year LSU won, they smoked Oklahoma. So, like, this is this is a great opportunity, I think, this year to have some some great games in the final iteration of the four-team playoff. Um, but I, I do think it was a little bit hypocritical that people were, like, disregarding Florida State's win over LSU because it came... You're like, oh, that game was played in August. Like, we're really going to count that. But then people were turning around and using Texas over Bama. It's like, well, if we're using that argument, like, this Bama team is a lot better than they were back then. Like, this this Bama team almost lost to South Florida. Like, this Bama, as in nowadays Bama, is a lot better. So, like, we, we can't pick and choose, right? We've got, we've got to pick one or the other. Either the early games in the non-con matters or they don't matter. I think they should matter because credit to Florida State, credit to Texas, I credit to Alabama too for playing these non-conference games, but now like, if I'm a good team, why would I even bother? Like Florida State went out and tried it; it didn't work for them. So that's the tough part for the NCAA. You might lose some good games at this point now. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people, were, like you mentioned, were using the TCU stuff from last year as like which, almost a, a precedent, which isn't fair. Well, and also, how not to interrupt you, but I I was going to get to that point, so I pulled up the, the rankings from last year because I wanted to refresh myself because people are like, this is what happens, and they, they it's the national championship. Obviously, TCU got smoked. People forget they won a semifinal against Michigan, but then they're like, this Shouldn't is what fault. this is what happens when you put in, uh, what is it, most deserving instead of best teams. Um, if you go back to last year, the final four, everyone else had two losses. Uh, Bama and Tennessee both had two losses. They were outside. They weren't making the playoff. They didn't make the conference championship game. Clemson was 11 and two. They weren't getting in. Utah won their conference at three losses and USC lost their conference. Like there were no other deserving teams. Like people are just like making stuff up at this point. That's, I was listening to, uh, Rosillo today. I mean, he was talking about how in his monologue, like, you can't take you can't always take every like past year people want to use that as as precedent and like while precedent is fair in some cases you can't just like go back and then you know totally like every team is in a vacuum like this this is an unprecedented situation we never had the teams you know we we said all year after like what week eight or nine that this is all going to work itself out it's all going to work itself out and guess what it fucking didn't and now people are scrambling and Jordan Travis is probably still crying to be, and which is totally fair. Um, and now it's just a mess. And like you said, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a person that just thinks it should be most deserving. You get the 12 games on your schedule. Your goal is to win them all. Another point that I made, it, or I heard made today, was like I uh, was in, in, um, you know, not not so many words necessarily, but, um. The, the point was like, what other sport can you win all of your games and be held out of a chance to win the championship? Like, it's literally college football is the only one where that happens. So, um, again, you got the FCS rules. Look, just give us that. Give us the FCS style playoff. Do why? And they do it right. D, FCS, D2, D3 all play a 16 team bracket. Why not? Obviously, we're getting 12, but like... Yeah, but I mean, the, that's the good news, right? Is that this will never happen again to this level. Like, we're going to be arguing like three versus four lost teams. And it's not going to hit the same, to be honest. Because like, it's like, well, they weren't going to win it anyways. Like, I'm looking right now, it'd be like Oklahoma, LSU, Arizona. Like, we'd be arguing them. Obviously, Liberty would get the auto bid. So it's like, yeah, I, I will miss these conversations because Twitter was yeah. just... No matter what happened, it was going to be an absolute war. And... I'm kind of gold. I'm not glad Florida State got screwed, but like at least it's more tolerable than like the SEC getting screwed because that would be just, I mean, places would be burning down if Alabama and Georgia both were out. So, you know, it sucks for Florida State again. I hate it, especially because like if I was like, okay, Alabama lost one game, but Florida State didn't play a non conference. So why does it matter? You know, Alabama lost to Texas, but no, Florida State had a tough non conference. So can't even make that argument. It sucks for them. Again, it sucks for them, but. I'm I'm very excited for these games, and that's selfish of me, but that's just how I feel. Do we? Uh, I know we get, we're what we're planning on totally recapping or previewing these games in a couple weeks, but do we all have at least the baseline agreement that winner of Michigan Bama is the national champion? No. Yeah, it was wow. I really? mean, Texas already beat Alabama this year. I yeah, just, but you 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 literally not but five minutes ago said this is not the same Bama team. I know it's not, and I think the winner is of course going to be favored in the national championship. But like, I don't know, man. I just think stuff to kill a cockroach like Washington. Washington's thirteen no cockroach right now. The dads they just keep winning. They just keep winning. They have sauce, man, and I I apologize to Washington. I I. It sucks because I, lo- I love Washington. Like, I love their offense. I love Michael Penix. It's just I liked Oregon better, and unfortunately, that didn't work out for me. But, like, I have no ill will towards Washington. I hope they go out and beat Texas and make the national championship. Um, but am I going to lean the winner of Michigan and Alabama? Yes, of course. But, like, I feel like this year feels like it feels more like anything can happen than in years past. Which is funny you say that because isn't this the most undefeated teams we've had in like how long? Yeah, I mean two teams. Yeah, three, right? Well, Florida State's not in. Remember? Well, I know, but I just meant like, oh. <laughs> generally in the landscape. Well, throw in Liberty then. There's four. Well, yeah, yeah there you go. Boom. Yeah, no, it's it's 
yeah, first time in a while. So, yeah, I mean, I agree to a certain extent, not, but like, I don't know. We could see something happen in the. I don't know how to describe this, but I'm interested to see how Michigan plays against a non-Big Ten team. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like yeah. they have a great defense. I'm not going to take that away from them, but I want to see how they play against a team that can throw the ball, a team with a mobile quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, it's a different style of play they're going to have to do. And, I mean, look what happened against TCU last year. The defense got shredded. So I'm not ready to just hand the national championship to that winner yet before I see. I want to see how Michigan looks against a, a non-Big Ten team. Here's a here's a fun question before we we move on. I want to ask you, Luke, is uh, Jalen Milrow the best quarterback that Michigan will see all year? Yeah. Really? I mean, who's better? Unless they play. Oh, oh, I see. Unless they play Penix and Andy. Oh, this is a Drew Aller question. This is a Drew Aller question. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you wanted my actual opinion, and then I was like, wait, there's this. The only way this is a question is because of Drew Aller. <laughs> yeah. Good one. <laughs> Wait for next year, boys. Jurelli is going to break out. He's going to break out. Let's get back to the conference I heard. This was preseason. Yeah. I mean, look, I, the one team I feel like we haven't talked a ton about yet, we kind of just touched on Washington, but Texas, man, I mean, they they smoked Oklahoma State. Their offense can move it. Their defense looked really good. I This Texas team, man, it's, it's kind of weird that it's Texas, you know, the program, the brand, how big they are. Almost feels like the 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 afterthought in this equation, which I think is very interesting. I saw zero Texas's back tweets. It's kind of like we want them to be back, and then when they're actually back, no one cares. Like, what are we doing here? Especially when like Ewers Ewers had one of the more uh, coveted, you know, obviously Arsh uh, is on the bench too. Like uh, Ewers, one of the more coveted uh, quarterback recruits in recent memory. Um, you have in a, a three headed monster. Between Adani Mitchell uh, and and that receiving core worthy um, as well on that team, and then like obviously Jonathan Brooks goes down, which obviously Luke Owens is more than aware of. Um, but uh, the kid Jaden Blue, and then who's the other kid? Was it Robinson? Yes. Uh, I I don't know the first name. It starts with like a K, right? It's like it's a it's a name that I'm gonna have trouble pronouncing. Um, that kid was super fast. That touchdown along the sideline is insane. This offense is insane. Sark is obviously a mad genius. He's coached in, you know, he's called offensive plays in, in the CFP before, which is huge. Obviously not at the head level, but he was the OC for Bama, the Devonta Smith Heisman year, right? So not too long ago. And then, like he said, that defense is insane. I think that, uh, that sweat right there on the D line, the, the second. Actually, touchdown there. passes. Yeah, he, he threw up the Heisman. Yeah, to Vondre. That's. I literally pointed him out as my key to stopping the run. Turn, I didn't expect them to be a pass catcher. Yeah, I mean, look, I, this team, this team, like you said, is loaded, and like nobody's talking about it. I, I might have to break out the youth large Colt McCoy jersey for this one. Did you guys? Not that it fits. <laughs> Do you guys see Ewers' Instagram post? No. Oh yes, he captioned it uh, for Bevo's cousin. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I did. I, I like that one. I thought that was a... I knew Oklahoma State was uh, not... Pun intended. I knew they were dead as soon as I saw the dead uh, the dead Longhorn. I was like, this is a bad Oklahoma. omen. Oklahoma should be ashamed that they lost to that Oklahoma State team. They're like, we yeah. saw this weekend. Like, that's pathetic. Yeah, we're going to do, like, our biggest disappointments, Um, I think, next week or the week after. But, like, Oklahoma, man, they they really had everything in front of them, and they're just, they just like, nah, we don't want it. So that was tough. It is crazy, and they were. I mean, it's crazy that they even won that game. Like Texas shouldn't have even let that happen to begin with. But, but again, like weird things. Like you think back, like Kansas State almost beat Texas. Like Houston almost beat. Te- like it's just, I don't know. I just I love college football for that reason. Just all these dumb things that happen. They add up, and this is the the final equation we have. So, um, th- that's where we stand. But Hop, I'm gonna hand it over to you now for your uh, for your little segment, as Diaz calls it. Your little segment. Yeah. So. Uh, not too much as far as, um, not too much as far as like the, the, um, why, what the, oh, did you see stuff? Kind of that weird, that weird, uh, the college football world stuff. Uh, I do want to mention the, uh, Tyler Buckner. There you go. Buckner, uh, transferring. He's going to go back to lacrosse, which he was like a highly touted recruit. I saw a bunch of stuff on him as like a lacrosse player coming up. Um, so he's headed back to lacrosse, 
which is vice versa of uh, the former Badger quarterback. Uh, can't remember. Was that Hornibrook? Really, Alex Hornibrook? No, no, no. It was Cone. It was Cone. It was Cone, and he, then he went. To- oh yeah, Cone was a stud. Hornibrook was the stupid lefty, but uh huh. Yeah, so a, a reverse of the Jack Cone where he's going from football to lacrosse. So, uh, yeah, a uh, tough one there for, for him after getting a shot against South Florida and ultimately not being able to keep the job. Um, otherwise, it's transfer, transfer portal season, fellas. Um, Diaz, you uh, you might have a legit quarterback on your hands. Did you see the crystal ball for Riley Leonard? I've seen it. I've talked to people. He's wrote a whole article about it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm prepared for like, it's going to be the same Hartman thing again. Riley Leonard comes in. Notre Dame fans, myself included, we get really happy. We start the season off 4-0 because we just absolutely pummeled Tennessee State and Navy. Then we play a really good team. Actually, no, it'll actually come in the first week because we play A&M to open the year. The open the year. Uh, so it would be Leonard versus Elko, which would be, I think, at College Station, which... That gets me pretty aroused, if I'm being honest with you. I, that gets me aroused. Oh, we gotta go. That might be better if Leonard wins that game for Notre Dame. Then it's a whole different trajectory. But I'm ready to be let down by just another handsome ACC quarterback. Oh man, I'm I'm, already, I'm pretty excited for that game. That game is gonna that's, rock. That's gonna be an awesome game, uh, dude. I can't. Two cults just going at it. Uh, the week after, we'll have like our natty recap but the next week we should do a 2024 schedule review. oh just get hype about games <laughs> yeah just we're, only 30, we're only 35 weeks away but i can't wait for this game to come up <laughs> yeah, somebody snaps their acl in june uh but anyways yeah we have uh we are in full um full transfer portal season and nobody has a quarterback by the way i mean every every all of the quarterbacks are in the portal uh, names you might you might recognize Cam Ward, Will Howard, Daquan Finn from the runner up Mac runner ups, uh, Toledo Rockets. Is this runner ups? Yep. Uh, <laughs> Dylan Gabriel, Kyle McCord, Will Rogers already seems to have found a home, and replacing Michael Penix at Washington is what he is being crystal balled to. Tyler Van Dyke, Grayson McCall, the best quarterback in the country. Big Stinko, DJU uh, of Oregon State. Uh, Jaden Maiava, the Mount West runner-up. Runner um, yeah, I mean, I could Jordan McLeod, the JMU quarterback. Brendan Soresby, I think he might find he's an Indiana quarterback. He played well late. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, I mean, both uh, Taylor Green also. Hank ba- Bachmeyer, I'm also seeing back in the transfer portal. Like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> give it up, man. It's like DS tweeted, I forget who he tweeted about, like, Job application. Oh, it's oh, so, Skyler F- FAU kid. Uh, yes. Yeah, you yeah, mean former Texas, Kansas State F- Yeah, it's, here's a here's a job application, pal. Let's uh, let's stop majoring in uh, you know, hospitality management and playing football, and let's get into the real world. Come on, let's grow up. Let's let's go run one of these uh, Wyndhams. <laughs> I, oh, I, yeah. I I think it's. Did you guys see that? Uh, Lincoln Riley reportedly flew to uh, Kansas State to meet with. Uh, What's the name? Is it Will? How- is it Howard that's in the portal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess he flew to a, a Kansas State to meet with him um, this past weekend. So I think that's kind of interesting. That that's, that's a target. shit. I would not let that meeting happen on my campus. I think it's listen. Like the, the portal is crazy, but like it is really exciting that we kind of have NFL free agency for college football. Like the thought of like Will Howard making the jump to like Ohio State or USC and just being like, oh yeah, Will Howard, like. It's just going to be awesome because when we do our p- previews next year, we're going to be like, hey, remember Hank Bachmeyer? Yeah, he's he's at Rice now. It's like, wait, what? Like, it's just, I don't know. I just love throwing names out in colleges. So it does it does fire me up a little bit, but it does suck for the schools, man. Like, I don't know. That That's what I do feel bad for. Just like Kansas State fans, like, damn, we're, I, they've got the kid behind them that looks pretty good, so they should be okay. But, like, it is tough because kids aren't really staying at schools for four years anymore. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed Purdue had five wide receivers in the portal uh, per twenty four seven. Like well, they can't, they can come back too, right? Like they can declare and then be like, "Nah, I'm gonna stay." Yeah, yeah. To my knowledge, I don't know. I don't know what it all entails right now. But I guess why not? Like enter your name, get wined and dined a little, and then it's like getting recruited again. 
Exactly. It's the it's the thrill. I would do that. Get free. Get like free dinners and free arch, and then be like, all right, I'm going back to. They're going back to where I, you know, well, well, that's what uh, from so. South Carolina fans are pissed because Juice Wells, their their top receiver, he's in the portal now, and he like he took a lot from them and was like, oh, I'm staying, and now he's like, I'm out. So I, people are not happy about that. Yeah, I saw I saw that one. Uh, <laughs> one I'm excited to watch for this this uh, off season is Thor Griffith, a Harvard D lineman. Um, there's yes. a lot of hype. So, you, and, I, yeah, I can give you a little background on Thor Griffith if you'd like. I mean, no, I, so I, know, I, know there's a, I know there's a Penn D lineman too, Joey Slackman, also great name. Let Diaz talk O line. He just got so excited. Or Griffith, no D line. Oh, dude. So when I was wrestling in high school, I would kind of like follow around, like who I would like look online at who wrestled in the you know region, and he was up at Phillips Exeter in New Hampshire. Like, no way. PE. What? PE. He was at PE. He was at PE. He was absolutely killing kids up there. And then I watch, of course, you know, you see that he's got an undefeated record at the prep level in high school wrestling. So you obviously, I watch his highlight tape for football. I'm like, this kid is insane. I'm like, he probably going to go somewhere, you know, low level D1 ends up just going to Harvard and tearing it up. So um, he's going to be one of the guys that I, I, he's going to be on a team that I hitch my wagon to next year. He'll be one of the players. I'm excited for that, but yeah, it's uh, it's transfer season. Um, yeah, some of our friends, Cole Snyder in the portal currently. Uh, he has uh, I saw Southeastern Louisiana and somebody else, Georgia State, offered him. Um, so good luck, Andrew. I think he took a visit. I don't know if they offered. They need a quarterback. Uh, what's his name left? Ken, Ken Fields is it? Wait, I just Swan. Oh, I screwed that yeah, up. Seals is the backup. Okay, okay. <laughs> they have Seals I, and Swan. That's confusing. Yeah, exactly. That's probably why you're messing up. Um, but yeah, Dylan Gabriel, the best quarterback in the Big Twelve, also in the portal today. Again, who would have thought? I tweeted that one because people forget two years ago when he committed to UCLA, decommitted, and then went to OU. Pop, I don't want to steal your thunder with this. I mean, you might get to it. I don't know, but. Somebody that we usually would talk about in this time, uh, uh, our sweet prince, JT Daniels, medically retiring from the game oh. of football. Four teams later, it is you know it, it's it's tough to see a legend go down like that. But that after spending the season Rice, he is done. Yeah. So this is the half, uh, like Luke mentioned, like the essentially free agency period. Um, you know, putting together, you know, you go to 24-7 sports, you hit position, and then you just, like, it's almost like a FanDuel lineup. You pick your quarterback, you pick your running back, and you're like, oh, my God, how sweet is this, right? <laughs> like, it's it's like fantasy football for your college team. I know, I know Luke Owens is getting hyped over there in Syracuse. Uh, I got a oh, dude with Leon Lowry Jr., but he and I can duke that out later. Um, I mean, he saw the, the Fran Brown intro press conference. He's coming back. He, uh, yeah, they must have finally found some money up there in Q's and gave it to him. But, uh, yeah, so it's just it's just the best. But then, like you said, uh, the other half of it is seeing these guys. Like, Luke's reaction was the what I'm talking about with Hank Bachmeyer. Like, again, like, come on, buddy. Why don't we just why don't we just go get our uh, go get our management experience at Wyndham and try to work up the corporate ladder now, pal? Yeah, I'm not like, on Wyndham Hotels. If you guys want to, we need a sponsor. So, yeah, they're gonna have the they're gonna have the sickest, you know, uh, company retreat football games in like 20 years when those guys <laughs> managing the uh, hotel branch. Wait, JT, did he play at Rice? He's like, yeah, and Georgia and West Virginia. <laughs> was he USC too? Yes, yes. <laughs> to, to, today's uh, you know, the student union tweet I might throw out might just be all four pictures of JT Dan. Yeah. Uh, in different in all of his uniforms that would be good uh well thank you is that it hop um i think so i don't i don't know i mean like i said i'm just window shopping like yeah no uh, it's a lot yeah. it's it's so much it's hard to see with who and the other the other problem is is like with leonard and like people are already like crystal balling people and then so it's like okay wait is he there or is he not there is he committed is he not committed yeah. yeah, like last week it felt automatically. It felt like that was pretty much like almost a, about as done a deal as you can get. And then it kind of has slowed down. 
Yeah, I like and like you said, Luke. I mean, the four years thing really stinks because, um, I I think there's a pretty like fairly. I mean, our we know Travis Beckham, right? Um, our guy, you know, he all time Badger. He's around at games. Uh, I'm actually hoping to get him on for maybe a little Badger debrief after we kind of did the preview in the earlier season, but um, that that might be a little bit fun for he and I to to go back and forth on, but. You know, he's a guy who's in the community now, you know, very successful, like doing his thing right. He was here. He was really good. But when you transfer around, the the give and take of of transferring around and not having a home per se um, and lending yourself to like the the lore of that team is like is always really cool when, when guys come back and that kind of stuff. But then um, the other half of the, of the shiny new coin is always and fun too. Maybe this is me being afraid of change, but like, I get to my college, I like my friends, like, I don't really want to be like, let me restart somewhere else. I mean, maybe it's, you know, they want to get better weather. They want to, like, I was listening to Cam Newton on part of my take, and, you know, he transferred from Florida to community college to Auburn, and he was like, I didn't really have, like, any friends because I was only in one place, you know, for for a few months before I leave. Like, I don't know, maybe that's me being lame, and, like, maybe I I should open myself up to more opportunities, but, like, for me, like, you know, and maybe people were opposite. But like I went to college, I was like, oh, I have great friends. I love it here. Like, why would I leave? But like, you know, maybe they don't like the campus. Maybe they don't like, you know, who's there. But I feel like it, it is like a bigger life decision maybe than guys realize. Because like, I, you know, I don't know exactly what happened. Like Deuce Chestnut left Syracuse, went to LSU, you know, greener pastures. He was off the team. Don't really know what happened to him. Now he's, you know, back in the portal, but kind of just suspended in air right now. So, you know, 500 names, I think, are already in there. So it's 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 crazy. Yeah, I mean that's that's the other half, right? I mean, we saw the numbers on it for the first real time reported last year. I mean, a lot of these guys are not going to end up necessarily in those greener pastures, regardless of you know personal stuff, playing stuff, team rules stuff. Just the opportunities in general are going to be taken up. Um, and, and I am interested too because I feel like some of these guys, especially some of these younger guys, like the Max Johnsons, the Tyler shows, um, those kind of guys who have been around. Right, and they're using up like a like a COVID year. McCall is in that probably too. Even Will Rogers, like, like eventually there's going to be a max exodus. So like, if you're if you're a redshirt freshman, why would you transfer right now? Because you're like your position is probably going to open up, and at least you've been there. And if like obviously like coaching changes really suck, the carousel is absolutely vicious. But why not stay? Because that job's probably going to be yours next year, anyways. Even and the starter might be unhappy and leave. So. You know, anyways, but whatever, you know, there's obviously a lot that goes into these decisions as we know. And we just like being, being the friends of guys and, and hoping that they can, uh, uh, be as, be as good as they can go forward. We love rooting our guys on. Yeah. Speaking of rooting our guys on G55 today, we're going to talk about some of the group of five championship games, Avion Smith and the Miami Max, the Mac. Championship offensive player of the game. I'll wear the Red Hawk jersey right now. Our boy, what was it? Third and two? Was it four? Was that a fourth down? I think it was third and two. Yeah, third and two. Off the timeout, raid option. He's going around the right side, defender right there. It was one foot in the ground. All of a sudden, he's 50 yards down the field to steal it. I look. Our first guest ever gave us the time of day, opened some doors for us. We could not be more proud of our guy. Obviously, I I'm very proud uh, to get to, to get the let's go text after was awesome. He he was appreciative of us uh, as we were of him. So hyped for the Red Hawks. Uh, would you say that he's fast? I I don't know if you ever noted about his speed or not. Would Would you say that that play proved that he's pretty fast? He is so fast. He is so fast. I mean, for Miami to win that game as, you know, touchdown plus underdogs with, you know, I'm putting in quotes backup quarterback Avion Smith because, I mean, he was a starter from the majority of the year last year. But for them to win that game against, you know, Toledo who had won last year and, you know, Daquan Finn has been fantastic for them. It, it was just so fun to see and just rooting our guy on. And, you know, now he's in the portal, speaking of portals. So hopefully he lands somewhere great and, and gets opportunities to keep running by dudes. Absolutely. I would love to see I would love to see him. Um I'm hoping I'm hoping he gets a good opportunity somewhere because he's he's showed it. I mean, 
the Miami defense is really good, but to to come in like you said last year for Gabbert, I now lead this team to to what are they at ten and two? Yeah. So or no eleven and two. No, 11. they were eleven and two. Yeah, eleven and two. Eleven and two. So going for twelve wins. Um, I don't think he's he's said at least not to my knowledge if he's going to be playing in the bowl game, but we'll see. Against your boys, App State, who uh, undeserving be... undeserving appearance, and they get their uh, they get their ass kicked. So good. Shout good. out to Troy Troy. Undeserving, undeserving of what? They didn't deserve in the game. game. What? Tell him, Diaz. You... Tell him. What are we talking about here? Look, that guy's played. Yeah, the NCAA is a bunch of fucking cowards. They're cowards not letting James Madison because they'd be they'd be Sun Belt champs right now if it weren't for that. So you know, you're lucky that they even got the opportunity to play in that game. Wait, uh, did JMU and App State? Wait, play uh, wait uh, did uh, J- the, the, no, no, it doesn't matter. App State didn't deserve to be in that game, and you know they didn't, and they proved um, that they didn't deserve to be in that game. Well, if we had anything, we'd be not in the bowl. Look, I would argue that three people on a Zoom call together could be considered a committee, and the head-to-head matchup says that App State won. So I would argue the committee would have. I think App State uh, higher. Luke, vote, Luke, Luke, you're the final vote in the committee. I'll, I'll take JMU in the in the conference championship. I think uh, Kamani Vidal is still running for Troy. Five tutties right on their head. I mean, it was bad. Joey Bombs, though, that kid, he's coming back. He's not in the portal. Joey Bombs is fucking awesome. It's tough that Avion might not play that game because App State versus Avion, I mean, Hop's heart would just be torn. I get him. Hop would root for Avion, I'm pretty sure. I think, like, that wouldn't even be close. I. It's really hard because it's like App as a team, or because, like, I can root for Avion. He's my guy, he's my one guy. So like ideally probably like a like a 38-35 final would probably be what I'd go for. Uh other notes uh Boise State man very impressive win in the Mountain West title game. I know we were pulling for UNLV and I'm sorry Hop uh oh. that your future didn't hit but for them to you know hire or fire their coach um the interim Spencer Danielson was hired full time after the game. Uh both these quarterbacks are in the portal. We'll see what happens there but I was I was very impressed with Boise State. Yeah, they're very good. Um, they absolutely took it to UNLV, which you I mean the UNLV defense was really good. Um, and I haven't seen too many guys from the offense. Um, I don't. I think Ricky White might be their star receiver, leading receiver. Um, I think he's out of eligibility. Uh, but they have like a three-headed monster at running back. Um, I think it was Jaden Thomas. Uh, I, he was like a no-star, no-offer recruit that they have um, in that backfield, and he was an absolute stud this year. Um, I don't know if Dougie B, Dougie Brumfeld, I think he still has like a year or two. I haven't seen anything on him, um, or, uh, yet as far as, um, his availability, but yeah, my Ava may be looking for the bag. It is kind of amazing that Air Force was not in this game after how good they started the year off. I was convinced there was a point where like in all seriousness, it was like very, it was a very narrow window. That was like, there's a chance Air Force makes the playoff this year. And I like legitimately. I don't know about that. And it was, it was, I'm telling you, it was a short time. It was definitely delusional. It made no sense. But like the way that they were playing and just their all, how their offense was like running, I was so confident it could happen. And they don't even make the Mountain West title game. So yeah, they, they fell off just a little bit. Um, SMU 26 to 14 over Tulane with their backup quarterback. Uh, Kevin Jennings ran the ball really well. Um, Willie Fritz to Houston was announced pregame. I, I wonder if maybe that, uh, I don't know if that threw him off or if he told them before, but I mean, that Tulane team came up flat. They stayed flat and good for SMU for uh, upsetting them. I, I had, yeah, I was impressed when I did, when I did my rankings, I was like, there, SMU should be in the top 25. Good for them. They had a good year. They're going to get shit pumped by Tulane. And I kept checking the score. I wasn't watching that game, but I kept checking the score. I'm like, all right, Tulane's going to pull away at some point. They're going to do something at some point. And that something just never came. So, you know, I I have to eat that one, which is tough. I also had Tulane minus five and a half, which I felt like was the lock of all locks to ever be, you know, bet on. So good for for SMU. This is more a... Good for SMU. I can't even be bitter about it because when you play with your backup QB against a good Tulane team, 
and win the way that they won. That's impressive. Yeah, um, a lot of people. Did you guys see the reasoning for having Liberty over SMU? By the way, yeah, that's kind of what I was going to get into next. Hop, you could you could explain it, but it it was interesting. So yeah, right. We know the top uh, G five team. <clears throat> excuse me, goes and plays in the New Year's Six Bowl. Um, Liberty has Oregon, uh, Oregon, um, and Liberty at thirteen and zero. And a lot of people were banging the SMU drum. Uh, SMU does have two losses. They come up a spot behind Liberty. Um, and basically, basically the committee, when putting together their rankings, said, well, Liberty won all their games, which is obviously a direct hypocritical statement versus what, what, what they said, you know, the reasoning behind Florida State. Obviously, they do have the uh, injury uh, thing in the, um, in the uh, you know, whatever, what is it, what am I looking for, articles or the guidelines, I should say. Um, anyways, and obviously, I, I don't know if they took into account Stone or not, but y- you have to wonder what uh, what what the difference is. Yeah, and I did, a, I, I did, see, a good, I did see a good tweet over the weekend. Um, still in shock by decisions made by the college football playoff committee. If you go undefeated, you deserve to be in. My heart goes out to the boys in Lynchburg. Which I thought that I was like that's a pretty good one. That that uh, that's not bad. So, yeah, I got, got out of me. You look at Liberty; they played the easiest schedule in the country. Um, and SMU's only losses were to Oklahoma really? and TCU. Yeah, they had the worst strength of schedule in college football. Wow. So it, it was tough, but like selfishly, like watching Caden Salter in a New Year's Six Bowl is pretty exciting. He is incredible. Yeah, I mean, they might. It, of the, like, did Liberty play one of the big where like a G five goes and plays a Power Five? What was that game for them this year? Or did they even have that? No, they they played. Um, uh, let me let me pull it up here quick. Um, let's see, bad radio. They played Bowling Green, New Mexico State, Buffalo, uh, and UMass. That was their non-conference. Jesus, sir, it's starting to make sense now. Yeah, and you know the Q's is you know decent, but yeah, it's it it's tough. I I will say like SMU they could be upset, but I mean two losses maybe a little bit different than one. But yes, yeah, so like Hop said, completely hypocritical. Yeah, so tough one there, but we can continue. Uh, Army Navy game is this week, boys. Uh, looking Let's at go every year for us, we love to talk about this. Looking at the numbers is always fun. So Army is two and a half point favorites. The over under is twenty seven and a half. Um, both teams Are- enter five and six, but cannot make a bowl game. Fun fact. Um, yeah, have to qualify before this game. So when they go to the American, like Army is, this is also not a conference game. So it's kind of like this game only exists like between the two teams. Like outside of that, it kind of doesn't exist, which is awesome. And for it's like got- and for America, don't forget about America as well. Yes. It's like the Titanic. This game only exists now in my memory. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I do have a fun fact for you guys. Um, did you know in U.S. history there's only been one president to ever play football at either Army or Navy? And can you guess who it was? Wasn't it? Uh, uh, was it Reagan? No, it's not Reagan. Well, Reagan uh, played football. Hang on. Oh, okay. I didn't know. Ford? He played at Notre Dame, I think. He was the Gipper. Oh no, he, he played Newt Rockney in a movie. Never mind. That's <laughs> you um, use Reagan playing actual college football with acting as new Rockney. What uh, what party did this president represent? Um, was it in the fifties? Uh, yes, it was in the fifties. Uh, mm, my fifties Eisenhower. Yes, it was Dwight the Eisenhower. Let's go. I had it. I had it back there. Just had to get there. I was thinking like Taft would have been a great left tackle. It's probably good. Uh, <laughs> probably good Kennedy didn't play, huh? He would have got too many concussions. Uh, yeah, we're going to breeze by that one. Um, the, <laughs> the actual fun fact, or I guess not so fun for, for our boy Dwight D. Eisenhower, is he didn't get to play in this game. Um, he was highly regarded as one of the best tailbacks in the country. Uh, but unfortunately, before the Army Navy game early on in the year, he suffered a an injury which sidelined him. It was a, uh, what injury was it? It was an ankle injury. He was dubbed one of the most promising backs in Eastern football. But then later on, after his injuries healed, 
He landed badly after a, quote, monkey drill. Don't know what that is. Vaulting over a horse. And his knee crumbled, tearing the cartilage and tendon. So Eisenhower had, like, the first document to tore an ACL. Kind of crazy. Yeah, so there's your fun fact. But uh, always a fun game. And I think this year might be the best uniforms we've had in Army Navy. And that's saying something because we've had some bangers. But the Navy submarine helmets are so fire. And Army I out totally the disagree. What? I think I thought these this uniform combo stunk. Oh my god! For Navy, I kind of really like. I kind of dig the Navy one. If I'm being completely honest, what what's wrong with the gonna, submarine helmets? I just it look it's just blue. I don't I don't know. I just don't. I I want more. I like the I like the. Diaz, you can probably tell me what the correct word is, but like the badge or like the crest. Um, I just like seeing those, like, you know, like the Marines um, stuff and like the Army like crests and stuff like that. Yeah, the Army ones, I kind of like the the all gold is a good look. Other fire. But I, I like the Navy ones better, I think. I wasn't read on the helmet is so sick. I don't know. Yeah, that like those helmets are pretty badass like they're not there's a submarine on the helmet yes oh okay well I, I didn't see that i just saw the first picture from the front where it's just like the blue no you gotta see the helmets man they're they're something different there's a whole website dedicated to this uniform it's kind of cool you can click through it and read about all the like the the minor details but yeah there is a submarine on the helmet um the other thing did you guys know about the uh the army navy game prisoner exchange yes <laughs> where before the game <laughs> Uh, the U.S. Military Academy and the U.S. Naval Academy choose select members of their classes to expend, extend, attend, there we go, the rival school. Uh, so at the beginning of the game, these students are returned to their proper academy, and it's called the Prisoner Exchange. So I, I like that little wrinkle. Whoa, that's awesome. Is it like for the week? Like for the week you get picked and you go over there or what? I have no I idea. I think it's the semester. I think it is too, yeah. Because I saw uh, Showtime a few years ago did like, this awesome documentary, a season with Navy football, and it kind of that whole week they talked about they interviewed the uh, students from West Point that were at Annapolis for, from the start of the semester. And when I when I went to the game in Philly, it's cool because they literally bring them out of the student sections and then they sprint across to the like their the uh, other student section, like back to their you know uh, classmates. It's a pretty cool uh, tradition. That sounds awesome. It's it, it's it's neat. Yeah, Tom <laughs> is just dripping with sarcasm today. I don't like it. Um, we'll each make a pick on this game. Standings, uh, not good for your boy Luke. Um, not good. Last place, twenty twenty four and one. That's forty five point forty five percent. Diaz is the middleman, twenty one twenty two and two, forty eight point eight four percent. And Big Hop running away with a twenty six and nineteen. That is fifty seven point seven eight percent. Hop. You've got the floor, and I gotta say, uh, early congratulations. I just I don't see how you screw this up. I know we've got games to go, but I mean, Inks congrats on bringing the rim home on the ring home. Look, I like to uh, I like to have fun, um, and when it comes to betting, I obviously take this very seriously, and I want to give out good picks to the people. Right, that the whole point is to win and not to lose. So that being said, I want to make this thing a little bit more interesting for us. Obviously, such a huge lead at the top here. I'm not going to be a, the coward that takes the Service Academy under. I'm going to take the Service Academy who's going to win the ball game, which is going to be Navy in those blue helmets. Give me the Navy plus two. I'm going opposite of you. Love the Navy uniforms. I'm taking Army minus two in this game. I don't know if there's a reason. Okay, I like. No, no, just to go against Hop. Honestly, I feel like I could maybe make up some ground. I, I, I am giving you guys the opportunity to get a game back if you, you can just go direct against. But I mean, where we get our lines is two and a half. Are you, are you guys all right with that? Oh, I'm gonna have work. Yeah, obviously, I loved it at two. Uh, my pick. I don't really love that Hop said what he said. Taking the under twenty-seven and a half. <laughs> You're a coward. How's that a coward? I I never take unders, but I, I bet you're, you're it's you're the most American thing. Proud about yourself when that hits, because like that's gonna hit. You're not gonna yeah. feel proud when that hits. 
I mean, it's a small window. Like, I need, like, 14-13 is what I'm probably rooting for. 14-10. I mean, it could get risky. The game's going to be done in, like, an hour and 15 minutes. So, yeah, I think I think that might hit. I heard they're not even doing commercials. Did you guys growing up used to root for one? Because I used to always root for Army. I don't know why. I just decided. I was like, I'm going to root for Army. And they always lose. I just, I just rooted for freedom, usually. It's usually what I rooted for. Well, enjoy your yes, freedom. Yes, Diaz just hey, stands I, I, at attention the entire time. <laughs> as soon as the there's a timeout, he can sit down. But as soon as the as soon as the when I watch does when I watch audio. triple option, I usually am standing at attention too. You know what I mean? Oh, <laughs> good one. Uh, as as, oh no, nah, I didn't get it off. Whatever, cut this, Liam. All right. Well, enjoy your freedom. Enjoy your football. Enjoy Army Navy. We'll be back next week. We'll be doing bowl previews. We'll be making our picks, talking about all the big bowl games. I'm sure there will be 20 other star quarterbacks in the portal by then to talk about as well. Uh, But I'm Luke Owens, joined alongside, as always, Andrew Diaz, Bryce Hopwood. We'll see you guys next week. Family freedom football, not necessarily in that order. Not so fast, my friend. podcast presented by Student Union Sports.